Mike Yardley is with us this morning, talking travel. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, Jack. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. You're taking us on a trail of treats in the Swiss Riviera this morning, which sounds fantastic. How did the eastern shores of Lake Geneva earn the nickname the Swiss Riviera? Well, it's a really interesting story, Jack, because you do have this very glitzing necklace of lakeside towns on the eastern side of the lake, and they were first thrust onto the Grand Tour route um, about 200 years ago, very much because of romantic and fairy tale writers like Lord Byron and Hans Christian Andersen. And to cut a long story short, ever since then, from rock stars to writers, they have lured the rich and famous ever since. So you've got this swag of valley pock hotels anchoring the whole sort of glittery playground. It's not dissimilar to the French Riviera in terms of that appeal to the to the one percenters um, along with the rest of us. And you can hopscotch your way from one sparkly resort town to the next on the Riviera trains, very much like the French Riviera. Nice. And a great starting point, perhaps, is Xion Castle. Yeah, I love the history of the Swiss Riviera, and Xion is just the most incredible, enchanting castle. It's like this mighty medieval brooch pinned to the lake edge, a beautiful place with a brooding heart. Mm. And most of the castle is about 800 years old. It was a bastion for the Dukes of Savoy, so they would use that castle essentially to charge people taxes as they passed along the Transalpine trade route. But it was also a prison, and the most famous prisoner was a guy called Francois Bonnevard, who was immortalised in Lord Byron's poem, The Prisoner of Chillon. And he wrote that poem after visiting the castle in 1816. That poem soon became a rallying cry for freedom ah. uh, right across Europe. Ah. Yeah, and, and all manner of people have traipsed through the prison, right? Oh, my goodness, yeah. When wealthy Victorians were doing their grand tour, inspired by the likes of Lord Byron, they would tour Xion's prison, which was still full of inmates. Ah. So they would clamber all over them um, to check out this amazing underground prison with a very nice uh, view um, to the water. But the pillars in the prison today, Jack, they are scrawled with the autographs of all sorts of delinquent residents and passers-by. Mark Twain, Wordsworth, Dickens, (laughs) Goethe, they were all in that prison that was operating. Uh, I I resisted the temptation, Jack. (laughs) But yeah, that prison is such a huge straw today. Yeah, and and just next door, the resort town of Montreux is synonymous with Freddie Mercury. Yeah, absolutely. This is the other amazing thing about the Riviera. It was such a refuge for people who were wanting to escape the public and the paparazzi. Uh, So for for Freddie Mercury, um, he just got so sick of life in London, he decamped to Montreux, this gilded lakeside resort town. It's just got so much X Factor. The locals loved having Freddie in town for the best part of 20 years until he died in Montreux in 1991. There's this huge bronze statue of Freddie striking a trademark pose in the heart of town. And when I was there in October, it was plastered with tributes and candles and love notes. It's like this eternal shrine. But I tell you what, Jack, I spoke to a number of locals who are seriously pissed that the movie Bohemian Rhapsody totally failed to recognise the Royal Montreux play in in Freddie's later years. Oh, right, because the Queen is there. Yes, uh, the Queen Museum, it's another headline attraction. Um, 
uh, the Queen Studio Experience, they call it. So yeah. this is actually found in the former Mountain Studios in Montreux, where Queen recorded at various times. So Brian May actually opened the museum about a decade ago, and it's just packed with memorabilia related to the rock band. The other really cool thing, if you happen to be in the Swiss Riviera in the first week of September, go to Montreux on September 5, because the town honours Freddie's uh, birthday with a Freddie celebration, thronging with concerts and all sorts of visiting celebs. Nice. And, gee, talk about big names. The the Riviera was also home to Charlie Chaplin. I know. I did not know this until recently. So, yeah, Chaplin moved uh, to the Riviera from the US in the 50s, in part to escape accusations of having communist sympathy. So he went to Vevey, which is just north of Montreux, and he re- that remained his base until he died in the late 70s. You can see his grave in the local cemetery, but the best thing of all, Chaplin's World, the only such museum dedicated to Charlie, yeah. and it's housed in his former estate. There's all sorts of interesting uh, letters and photos and original furnishings. There's wax-like figures of Chaplin and some of his, fam- of his uh, famous friends, like Albert Einstein, but best of all, the home movies. Oh. Of Chaplin and his family. Oh, oh my yeah. God, they are so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What, what a what a special place. The Riviera. Um, if you want a little bit of a change of scenery, has the Laveau Vineyards just down the road, right? Absolutely. And uh, despite all of the glittery star power, I reckon this is the highlight. I have never seen vineyards quite like those at yeah. Laveau, and they cling to these very steep slopes. They rise up from the lake 500 metres high. They're all bolstered by ancient stone walls, which go back to Benedictine monks in about 880. The whole landscape is UNESCO protected. It is celestial. And the wine is so good. Their dominant varietal is called Chasseler, which is this very old native Swiss grape variety, which originated on the lake shores. Uh, Really nice, delicate white wine yeah um but i tell you what yeah as a wine destination it is just so spectacular sounds like a wonderful part of the world thanks so much mike